What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the nine to five as healthily and happily as possible. Happy late Monday. I apologize if I threw anyone's schedule off. If you woke up and you were like, this is what I do every Monday morning. But it's a holiday weekend. So, you know, I feel like if I was going to be late on an episode, it might as might as well be this one. But I wanted to wait, obviously, and I shared this last week because I went to the Eras tour last night and I couldn't, I, I couldn't possibly sit on it for a week without talking about it with you guys. So I decided to hold off. I'm here today. I've got no makeup on. None of that. Hair's in a ponytail. Went to the gym. Need to shower, but that's a conversation. That's not your business. Um, you know, I need to wash my hair, so it would have been a whole process. I would have gone out later, so I'm going to shower after this. I don't think I even needed to share that, but here we are. Anyway, um, pretty tired today because it was a three-and-a-half-hour show, and I got home pretty late last night. Um, should I just dive right in and talk about this? No, I'm gonna set you. I'm going to set you up for suspense. you got to keep listening for a little bit. I, I, I got to get this out of the way. Before I continue with the rest of today's episode, I have to get this out of the way. I hate when people send me voice memos. It, I hate it. It makes me so uncomfortable and I can't, I don't have like a logical explanation for it. First of all, the odds are at most times of the day, I'm either watching TV or I have music or a podcast on. I don't like to sit in silence, so I have some sort of media that I'm listening to. So I cannot be bothered. <laughs> I simply can't be bothered to pause whatever I'm listening to to listen to an audio message. I'm stubborn in my ways, and I just won't do it. Second, they actually make me so uncomfortable. And I think this is a me problem, so I understand that I'm like the, I'm not the majority here but they just make me uncomfortable. I'm like, if you want to say, if it's too long to text, I'd rather you call me so I'm on the phone with you, but I don't want to sit there and like, I don't know, like what if I'm downstairs with like people or whatever, like I don't want to sit there and just have it, your, your voice out there talking. And then like, I have to record myself back or can I just text back? Like what's the etiquette there? So I voice it to my friends many times and they still send me audio messages. So if you're one of those people, stop. I'm so serious. Stop. Because I don't listen to them. And I, and I, I think I like give a warning to my friends too, where I'm like, they'll send it to me. And I'd be like, just so you know, I don't listen to audio messages. They make me uncomfortable. I can't put like, I know it's not like logical for me to feel uncomfortable, but I just can't get behind it. There are a few times where I've sent audio messages, but I give a warning, like a, I'm going to send you an audio message. Okay. And then the person will be like, okay. So if you, I don't know, I rather even like you send me it on Snapchat where where I could see your face, but I don't want to listen to like a voicemail of you. It just makes me uncomfortable. So if you were thinking about sending me, oh, you know what though? People started doing it on Instagram DMs too. And that is really freaking me out. I get those pyramid scheme girls in my DMs and they started sending audio messages now. So I don't click on them, but I clicked on one, like the first one that I got a while ago. 
and I think I, I think that might have a uh, a part in why they make me so uncomfortable. I just it was some some girl, you know, thick southern accent, and she's just like, "Hey, Liz, what's up, Bessie? I just gotta say." I appreciate your page so much. You are killing it. You're a girl boss, blah, 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 blah. I have an opportunity to make you some money. Have you ever thought like blah, 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 going on and on and being like, keep slaying, blah, 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 blah. No, uncomfortable. Don't send me a voice memo ever. And I'm glad I got that out of my system. Anyway. Memorial Day weekend, big weekend at the Jersey Shore, big weekend. I would like to know, honestly, if Memorial Day weekend is this much of a thing elsewhere. But for us, it's like, it's a start to the season. So the people who come down here and infiltrate my space and get beach house rentals, it starts this weekend. All the shore bars are open, all that kind of stuff. When I tell you that, Getting out of the parking lot last night at MetLife from the Eras Tour was a simpler process and a shorter process than waiting on the lines to get into these bars this weekend. I'm not exaggerating. Not exaggerating at all. We, me and my friends, waited two hours to get into Parker House on, what was it, Saturday? And then we went to Jenks after, and that wasn't even a line. That was a blob of people trying to push each other to get in and see who gets first. I don't know what security was doing. It's actually funny because one of my really good friends, her brother works security there and he wasn't working that night. And that's the craziest I've ever seen it. People were shoving each other, pushing each other. And then I get, listen, I get a little Jersey in me. If you, I'll, I'll try and sneak my way through a line. Don't get me wrong. But when I see someone trying to push past me, I'm like, yeah, wrong wrong girl. You picked the wrong girl. So this group of bimbo looking girls was trying to scoot past me and try and push their way past me in line. And I just kind of, you know, rolled up my sleeves, took my ego out for a second and was like, they're, they're funny if they think they're passing by me. And I simply just blocked them like I was an offensive lineman. No joke. They were trying to scoot around me. I was sticking my butt into them. I Was it a proud moment in hindsight? Probably not. But every man for himself out here. Every man for himself. It was, shoot, it was nuts. I actually wrote down the things. I have like my little journal here now so I can remember what I want to talk to you guys about, yeah, so waiting on lines was the first thing that I wanted to discuss. Just all I, I did a lot of waiting on lines this weekend. But it was fun once you get in and you get to dance. I I was laughing because I said it to you guys last week on my podcast, so I'm not ready. I wasn't ready to get down there and hear the whole, yo, where are you from? You from around here? And that's all I got this entire weekend. I'm not joking. After about like the fifth time it happened in one day, probably within like one half hour, I said to my friend's friend who, this was like my first time meeting her. I was like, you need to go back and listen to my podcast from this week because I said this exact line. And she was like, no fucking way. And I was like, yeah, dude, I was pretty spot on. And I have a zero tolerance for when people just 
act like idiots or like are, are, are asking me stupid questions and stuff. And I wasn't really drinking on Saturday. I wanted to go out. I still wanted to have fun, but I had like two or so beers. I knew I had the concert on Sunday. I didn't want to feel like crap. I was out the night before. I was just there for the vibes. But man, drunk guys are really fucking annoying sometimes when you don't have a lot of alcohol in your system. This one group came up to us and was like, hey, you from around here? And it was like, oh, this guy, I feel bad because he seems like he's probably a good person, but holy crap. So he's like, you from, you from around here? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm not going to like, I don't need to tell every Tom, Dick and Harry at Parker House what town I live in. Like, you just don't like if I want you to know, you'll know, but you don't need to. So I'm like around here. And he's like, oh, I get it. I get it. Can you tell that I'm not from around here? And I'm like, yes. He's like, oh, okay, let me know if I'm bothering you. Let me know if I'm bothering you. And I'm like, okay, no, no, you're fine. I have a Miller Lite in my hand. And he's like, whoa, Miller Lite. Love a girl who could drink a beer. Not because of you, though, because of the beer. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yep, just, just wanted a Miller today. That's it. And then his friends start congregating. And they're all like, oh, is he bothering you? And we're like, no, haha. Where are you from? Around here. And then a third guy in the group comes up. Same thing. Are these two bothering you? No. Where are you guys from? Around here. It kept, it, they would not stop. And then we left. And they tried to follow us. And they're like, hey, we're going to the Jenks too. You want to split an Uber? And we're like, no, no, that's it. No, uh, that's no. <laughs> and I, oh, geez. It's just, they were also repeating it, like asking where we were from and then asking again five minutes later where I was like, I am about to tell people I am from Texas or Virginia or Louisiana, anywhere but here. So they just leave me alone giving a straightforward answer and leave me alone. That's all I have to say about that. I felt pretty, uh, I felt pretty bad though. So we, we just pulled up to Parker house. We were in an Uber and we got out across the street because that's like where the line started. And this cop is like staring at us as we all pile out of the van. We're like, thank you. Thank you. And then we see him tell our Uber driver to pull over. And we're like, and this guy was nice. He was like a nice Uber driver. Nothing wrong with him. The police officer's like, yeah, you can't part, you can't just drop them off here. This isn't the drop-off zone. The drop-off zone's up there. And we're like, oh crap. Like, so we stick it behind. We're like, no, like we like we told we told them we would hop out here. And the, the driver's like, yeah, like they told me to stop here. And the cop was like, no, like you just can't. And wrote the Uber driver a ticket. I was like, okay, come on. It's Memorial Day weekend. I, like, I grew up, my dad was a police officer and learned, and, uh, always worked in law enforcement growing up, and I, I was raised to, like, respect law enforcement, and I wouldn't say, like, I don't, I definitely do, but it's some stuff like this where I'm like, now this is, this is bullshit, this is bullshit that you're just trying to get your money off of for your town, like, really, you had to go and do that to the, like, It was just, it just rubbed me the wrong way where I was like, we were the ones that asked him to drop us off in this spot. Like we were like, we'll get out of the car here. 
It's Memorial Day weekend. You can't just tell the guy, hey, for future reference this summer, that's the drop-off area. You can't do it over here. No. This young cop had to flex his big dick and give our Uber driver a ticket. So what, like, I don't know. That that rubbed me the right way. Um, oh, one more thing I have to mention. Dude, I kind of missed this a little bit. So we were in Jenks on Saturday, minding my own business. And it was me and my two other friends. So we're standing kind of in a triangle. And all of a sudden, my friend grabs me and just like, like from... I'm like facing her. She just grabs me and kind of tucks me to the side. And I'm like, what? And I turn around and these girls are brawling on the floor next to me. So I missed it. And I was like, Amy, what just happened? And she was like this, the girl, like I thought she was going up to like wipe something from her face. And then she just right-handed, like 90 degree, this other girl right in front of her. And then the other girl went to go, like, hit back. And I guess it almost hit Amy in the face, in me, because I was in the way. So Amy, like, docked, like, grabbed me. And then the two of them, like, pounced at each other, were, like, wrestling. Their friends are trying to grab them apart. Apparently, the security guard was turning a blind eye until they were on the floor and then dragged them apart. But damn. It was, I've not, like, I've never seen a girl fight like that. I've only seen, like, the prissy girl fights where they, like, try to do something. But holy crap, that was some real, some real crap. Shout out to the security guard that just uh, stood there ignoring it until there, it was, you couldn't ignore it anymore. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's my Memorial Day weekend recap. I wanted to get that out of the way before I talked about the Eras Tour. So here's the moment you've all been waiting for. And I have one phrase, two words to describe the tour. Emotional roller coaster. I was sobbing and then I was dancing my ass off and then I was sobbing again and then I was dancing my ass off. It it was an, an emotional roller coaster. That's the only way I could put it. I told you guys last week, I've cried at every Taylor Swift concert I went to. Seeing her, like, standing up there, just looking around, thanking the crowd, I, it brings tears to my eyes. So the second she came on the stage, I'm, like, tearing up. And I'm like, whoo, but I'm not, like, really crying. You know, but I was like, maybe it's single tear, but I was like, oh, my God, like, whatever. Um, I did well through Lover. I was dancing, bopping around, you know, like, their Lover era, I should say. The man, cruel summer, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. And then we dive into the fearless era and I've, I lost it at fearless. It just, I grew up with Taylor Swift. I was a fan of hers since Tim McGraw came out. Like right when she started breaking out, I was right there. So fearless were the album was the songs like fearless and Taylor Swift, the album I had on my iPod Nano. And I would listen in the car when my family went to church every Sunday and sing out loud. Um, And I guess it was just overwhelming for me to see, like, this grown-up Taylor singing these songs, songs that brought me through, like, my childhood. And she was dancing around, and she did the heart, and I just started crying. Started crying. But then You Belong With Me comes on and Love Story, and I'm like, all right, I'm here, I'm dancing again. Um... And then she switched to Evermore. 
And Marjorie sent me. Marjorie did me a good one because I just, I lost my last grandparent back in March. So Marjorie is a song about her grandmother, actually, who was an opera singer and her grandmother's um, vocals are on the track. So I'm sitting there, I'm like crying. I cried through that and uh, maybe a little bit through, no, did I? Yeah, Tolerate It sent me. So crying through Evermore, she goes back. Reputation era. Oh, I'm dancing my heart out. I'm shaking everything. I'm like, knew he was a killer. First time that he saw me, like shaking my head. Badass. She goes away. Red. I knew that Red was going to be a tough one for me. Made it through 22. You know, it, was, it wasn't until all too well, the 10-minute version. I lost it. At this point, I was like, I was shedding a few tears and kind of silent crying. At the times that I mentioned that I had like teared up, all too well, 10-minute version, I was ugly crying. I took a video of myself. I was sniffling. I had mascara and foundation like melting off my face. All Too Well, the the regular version, is the song that I would immediately put on anytime anybody hurt me. Anytime a boy broke my heart, a friend betrayed me. All Too Well is the first one that I put on and I would just sit there with it on repeat crying my eyes out to that song. So seeing her standing there and also like when I hear that song, it just brings me back to specific people and specific memories in my life. Hearing her sing it out loud, emotional overload. I just couldn't take it. I was hysterically crying. And then she went right into folklore after that with like the one. So I'm crying during that. I was crying during Betty. Because those songs, you know, the one really gets me where it's like, if one thing had been different, would everything be different today? That line, for personal reasons, really fucks me up. So I was crying through the first half of Folklore. That was it. No more. So then the rest was like, she went into 1989 and then she went into Midnight's. And those are more like, you can't have bad vibes during 1989 and Midnight's. So no more tears after that. But after... I, I pulled it back together and I was like, holy crap, I am up, down, up, down, up, down. Oh my God. And she went on for three and a half hours. And I will say, I've been seeing, the first time I saw Taylor Swift was when I was in sixth grade, Speak Now tour. And she was, you know, this awkward, tall girl who couldn't really dance, but she danced anyway. She has improved vocally and with her, and her dancing skills have improved as well over the years. This was the best performance I've seen from her. She looked so confident. She was dancing so confidently. All of her shoes were red bottoms, by the way. And every time she does it bigger and better. If you've never been to a Taylor Swift show, it's more of like you're going to a concert, but you're also going to a, a play, a Las Vegas show. She could very well have a residency in Vegas, but I think that the venues are too small (laughs) for her. And she took the time. I was sitting there recording. My favorite part of the concerts is when she sits there and just talks to us. 
that's what sends me into tears because I'm like this, she feels like my best friend and doesn't know who I am, but she took the time to appreciate everybody for the effort it took to get tickets and the, and all that kind of crap. And then she proceeded to play for three and a half hours, almost every single album, nothing from Taylor Swift, but that's fine. And I can't wait to see what's next from her. I give her so much creds too. She has been dating. Well, she was dating Joe Alwyn since Reputation came out. Reputation was the first album that came out since she was dating Joe. And for her to be able to sing the songs from Reputation, from Lover, from Midnight's, songs that she's wrote about him, about being so madly in love with him, knowing that they broke up however recently, we don't really know. Pretty strong for doing that because I'm up here bawling my freaking eyeballs out to all too well the 10 minute version. Meanwhile, these are things that she's actually written about her own freaking life and she's killing it up there. So she is one strong ass woman. And you could say that about a lot of artists as every artist writes a song about someone, you know, but hers are so, what did she say? Yesterday, she said, like, they're brutally autobiographical. That's what she called it. That's a perfect way to put it. But long story short, worth every single penny. And I'm smiling ear to ear. It's all I've been doing all day is just watching the videos. Oh, and I'm so excited for the future. And she's just so beautiful. And I don't understand why Joe didn't want to propose to her. But it's fine. Um, Gosh, she's one strong woman. Anyway, that's enough of that. One more thing I want to talk about before we get into today's episode, into today's episode, Banner Pump Rules uh, Reunion Part 1. I'm not going to talk about it for that long. I think that, first of all, James Kennedy is hysterical. I couldn't get enough of him. I, I just... His outbursts, the way that he, like, acts, he's so dramatic, is just, I find, to be very funny. And I think he's hysterical. I think that there needs, there should have been more rules or more regulators than just Andy telling them to, like, okay, every time Tom Sandoval says one word, we can't be screaming and jumping at him. Because we need, like, the show needs to go on. Like, be nasty and be rude. Of course he deserves it. But we need to let the show go on. You know what I mean? Excited for this week to hear whatever bullshit comes out of Raquel's mouth. Um, But that's it. That's all I'm going to say for Vanderpump Rules. We have a shorter episode today. Going to be talking about one topic and we don't have an interview this week, but we will have one next week. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode, starting with my weekly highlights. Okay, so for weekly highlights this week, I'm going to skip past the personal one because it was the Eras tour. And I just went on for a few minutes about that. So I feel like I don't need to talk about that again. And obviously that was the highlight personally for my week. Health and fitness related highlight I'm giving to my leg day once again. I hit legs with my friend Marissa, who I've talked about before on this podcast. I took a drive and went to her gym instead. It was kind of far. It was like 45 minutes for me. But we hit a total leg day, which I haven't done in a while. And I was in pain afterwards. I still, like, it's been 
Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I just hit legs again today for the first time, and I was still a little sore. She has a lot of cool machines in her gym that my gym doesn't have, but my gym's still pretty new, so I'm sure he'll build and add more as time goes. It had this weird squat machine that was almost like a vertical pendulum squat. Like instead of the pendulum squat goes like a pendulum, like starts on the top and swings down. This one was just down and up. Um, I don't know how to describe it other than that, but it was intense on the quads. And then she had a booty builder there. Um, and I don't know how I feel about it. For me, it was hard to get, it was easy setup and that was nice. And the belt was comfortable, but I felt like I had to hyperextend my back to get the weight up before starting. So like, it was just a really deep range of motion. It was hard for me to get weight up. Once it was up, it was fine, but setting up was hard. And I think that a barbell, it works fine. So I would just, I'll probably just stick to using a barbell in the future. Um, But I love training with her because she pushes me through the last reps. I see her go and do like 15 reps and I'm like, all right, I got to get as close to 15 reps. I got to beat 15 reps. And she'll push me through. If I need a little bit of help on that last one, she knows exactly um, when to jump in and do that. So that was my health and fitness related highlight for the week. I highly encourage, you know, you find, find yourself a good gym partner. You can't work out with everyone. I definitely can't. But your gym partner should be pushing you to go farther than you want to go. Otherwise, <laughs> work out by yourself. I told you guys, I might, I might not have mentioned this, but I am actually going on vacation next week. I'm going to Costa Rica, and I'm super, super excited about it. Not the point, though. With that upcoming and then this being a holiday weekend in America – at least because I know some of y'all aren't from our part of the world, but it's a holiday weekend here in America. I thought it would be a great idea for me to talk about how I bounce back from a holiday weekend or a vacation, something like that. Um, I am very schedule oriented during the weeks or during the week, which I think helps me a lot because when it's time to bounce back, I'm ready to go. I'll just fall back into that routine. I always tell people like when they're like, how do you get back into things? Like, how do you get get back after it after a holiday or a vacation? And I, my answer is I literally just get back into it. And they're like, that's not the answer I was looking for. And I'm like, well, that's the only answer I can give you because it's just I, you know, I come home from vacation on, a, let's say, a Sunday, wake up Monday. And I'm like, all right, this is what we got to do. We're going to eat breakfast. We're going to work and then we're going to go to the gym just carrying on without any excuses or pity for myself. Like, oh, I have to ease my way back into it. Not really. You just got to get back into it. So I know that that's not very helpful. So I thought I would write out four tips that help you get back into it. And these are things that honestly you could take in your everyday life. Because like I said, Building that routine makes it so much easier to get back on track after because you just you'll fall right back into what you were doing. So I wrote down my little things. First one I wrote is. um, Oh, you know what I forgot to say? Just because, you know, this is another another part of it. 
just because I'm on vacation or I'm drinking, you know, because it's Memorial Day weekend, 4th of July, all that kind of stuff, doesn't mean that I have to binge out. And here's what I mean by that, you know. It's like I went out on, let's say, Saturday, and I knew I was going to be drinking and stuff, but that doesn't mean that I have to take every shot that everybody offers me because I'm like, oh, well, I'm already drinking or I'm already drinking, so I might as well get a whole thing of chicken tenders and fries and ice cream and blah, 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 blah. Let's just go crazy because we're drinking. You know, every once in a while you have a day like that, but you don't need to. That's what I'm saying, and I think that that's very important. I wanted to go out, and I wanted to have fun, but I didn't want to take shots on Saturday because, like I said, I was going to the Eras tour on Sunday, and I didn't want to feel hungover. So I think that part of being on go, getting back to things is not really falling off of it in the first place. You know, I woke up on Saturday, I had a workout, and then I went and I drank with my friends. And I ate out with my friends, but it's all a mindset, you know, it's like just because I have a drink doesn't mean I have to lose everything and go out of control. So when Monday comes around like today and I'm back on my routine, it doesn't really feel like I'm back on anything because it doesn't feel like I left. Does that make sense? Okay. Well, anyway, first, my first little tip for you is to start that next day, that day that you are quote unquote, getting back on track or getting back into things. Also, it is so windy outside. I don't know if you guys can hear that. I just shut my window before, but the wind is like whistling and it's very loud. Anyway, the day that you're getting back on track, wake up and have the first thing that you do be something good for yourself. Whether that's making your bed, going downstairs and drinking water, something like that. Like today, today was my first day, you know, I was out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, now it's Monday. I got up, first thing I did after like washing my face and brushing my teeth was I went downstairs and I poured myself a glass of water and put my greens in it. That was my first thing. I'm starting your day on the right foot will make so much of a difference. It sets the mood for your day. So if you want to be a lazy bum, then you could get up and mope around and have your stuff all over your room, which my stuff's all over my room right now. So I have to fix that. But if you start the day by doing something good for yourself, it kind of just sets the tone. If you know what I mean. The second thing is to kind of get, make yourself a plan before. And this goes with the routine I was talking about. Like, let's say it's Friday afternoon, you know, you know it's Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to be going out tonight. You're like, all right. Uh, I'm, I got my groceries for the week on Monday. I'm going to wake up and I'll go to the gym in the morning and then I'll meal prep after. You don't have to set it down and really write it to yourself, but just give it some thought before you get into the hole. Okay, what am I going to do to get myself out of it? How am I going to get out of it? What's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm a very plan and routine person, so I, I think that helps me. And as Taylor Swift says, since this is an, an appropriate plug, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Simply put, enough said. Third little tip, make sure that your food, your food, your household has food for whenever you want to bounce back, you know, before that weekend. Um, Vacations are a little bit different. 
it's typically the first thing I do when I get home from a vacation. I'll go to the grocery store and set myself up for success, but you're not going to go to the grocery store before you go on vacation. But making sure that I have everything that I need to succeed on that next Monday or Tuesday or whatever helps a lot. So it's like I wake up today and I had eggs in my, um, sorry, I'm blanking on the word, in my fridge. I had my greens. I have all my snacks. I have chicken for dinner. So I'm not just sitting around being like, oh, well, it's not here. So I might as well just eat cookies for dinner because that is what's here. You know what I mean? And the last tip, I know this is a little short intro or a little short lesson today, but I don't want to overbear you guys with like, I don't want to drone on and on for minutes talking about the same stuff because I find it can be confusing. My last tip is to make sure you get your sleep. Honestly, you're going to feel so much more ready to tackle the week and get back into things if you're well rested, getting that eight hours. I got home late last night. I got home at like one. I didn't go to bed till like 1.30, 1.45. So I slept until like 10 o'clock today or close to it because I needed that sleep and I needed to feel ready to go. Neglecting your sleep will do so many things to your body and you won't realize how tired and fatigued it'll make your mind, your muscles, everything. So getting enough sleep is setting yourself up for success. And that's really it. I mean, it's important to enjoy things like this, like vacations and holiday weekends and stuff. And I know a lot of people kind of struggle with jumping back into things, but having a plan and a routine beforehand really, really, really does help. I know not everybody lives and dies by plans and routines like I do, and it might seem silly, or you might just be straight up too lazy to make one. But if you do, you're gonna you're setting yourself up for a success. So really, what it comes down to is how like your laziness. That's really it. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. I know it was a little bit of a short one today, but I wanted to get this out as quickly as possible for you guys. Next week, I'm going to be in Costa Rica, so I will try and get it out on Monday. I think I'm going to aim to record on Friday, but I do have an interview for you guys, so I will get that to you ASAP. Have a happy and healthy shorter week. Go listen to Taylor Swift, especially Hits Different. That song makes me cry. And get your butt up and do something. (laughs) Make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which has all the podcasts on YouTube at Lifts with Liz. And follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. I will talk to you guys soon. Have a fabulous week. I love you all.